Everybody, it's time for your favorite Pittsburgh Sports and Ad Podcast. Josh McCuga, your host, alongside the bum. Josh, I'm going to tell you what, there's nothing quite like the feeling of winning on Sunday, especially against the Denver Broncos. You know what I mean? I'll tell you in what. Nothing like a home game, really beautiful day out there at Heinz Field. The Pittsburgh Steelers put on a show and then held on for dear life in Pittsburgh, classic Pittsburgh fashion. I swear to God, I've been rooting for this team since before Yins were all born. And I ain't never seen a Pittsburgh Steelers game where they didn't l- literally give me a heart attack in the fourth quarter every single freaking time. Bill Cowher, he went up two touchdowns, put in the dime defense, let the other team score and come back. Mike Tomlin and and Bill Cowher must have lunch together every single Wednesday and talk about how they can let teams back in football games. It ain't good for my blood pressure, Josh. It's all right, bum. We're feeling pretty good. Now listen, are we back? You're goddamn right we're back, Josh. We're back, baby. I still believe. The bum might have said the last couple weeks that we stink and we should be playing for draft picks. But after this week, we're back, baby, all the way to Super Bowl number seven. God, Jesus H. Christ, bum. A bum. We. You, this is just so yinzer of you. You, you. you get down. You get so down on everything. We can't throw the ball. The offensive line stinks. Najah Harris is going to explode. Everybody's hurt. Football stinks. We should start watching High Lie. You, you've decided on Sundays you're going to go to Target with your wife. You, we, you can't just all of a sudden flip on a dime like this, and now you think we're going to win the Super Bowl. Josh, let me tell you something. The Kansas City Chiefs are 2-3. and three. The Baltimore Ravens are 4-1, and one, but they could easily be 1-4. and four. It's still anybody's football game in the AFC and the NFC. I'll tell you, it's right, right now. Week 5, we're going in next week to play the Seattle Seahawks, okay? Russell Wilson broke his arm. It got exploded in some kind of crazy play, and now they'll be starting Geno Smith. Last time I saw Geno Smith was down West Virginia. He looked pretty good, but that's in the Big 12 where they don't play defense. It's like an episode of Drumline the Musical on Amazon. It's what my kids are watching these days. Bum, I don't, I don't know where you're going with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat excited in the fact that we don't have to face Russell Wilson because the Steelers don't have a great track record against the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson, the quarterback. The last time we had a meaningful win against the Seattle Seahawks team was in a Super Bowl when Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback. I, I will say the thing that, that worries me most about this team is we just week in and week out, like most teams except the New York Giants who seem to, the, they lost their entire team in one week. We just seem to keep getting hurt. Devin Bush, a shocker. He's hurt. Devin Bush's body is made out of rubber bands. His whole body is is strung together with rubber bands and balsa wood that you find on the banks of the Allegheny down in that nice part where the rich people got their boats. 
I'll tell you what, bum. I I am. We drafted Devin Bush, and when he plays well, Devin Bush is an absolute stud. Okay, when he is hurt, which is often, it it is soul crushing. Because he'll have an amazing sack. Like this week against Denver, he had that sack right when we needed it. And then the next play is like, all right, guys, my leg hurts. He's hurt. Josh, I don't know what what is happening with Devin Bush since we drafted him, but he's always hurt. It reminds me of one Kendrell Bell, one of the greatest one seasons in the history of Pittsburgh Steelers football. You know who he don't remind me of? Levon Kirkland, Greg Lloyd, and Kevin Green. Those guys played through everything. I saw Kevin Brown. I saw Kevin Green and and Greg Lloyd get shot outside Three Rivers Stadium, and then they went in and played all 60 minutes, offense and defense, and we beat the Cleveland Browns 35-0. That's how you play football. Not Devin Bush, who all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, my organic foot creams didn't work this week. I'm done. He's hurt all the time. And then old, old TikTok Juju, they think he's out for the season questionable. He's out. He's definitely out this week against Seattle. He broke his shoulder on an end around. Okay. They say he's out for the season. I don't think Juju resigns. That could be the last time we see him in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. But that one season when Juju and Antonio, I ain't going to say his last name. It ain't even worth it. The guy's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. Don't even mention he's a bum. He's a scumbag. Okay. Juju Smith and that other guy that wore 84 on his jersey, that was one brilliant season of football that we didn't win the freaking Super Bowl. It's a shame. It's a shit to travesty. It's an absolute debacle of a situation because we haven't had that kind of talent on offense since. Le'Veon Bell, the guy that wore 84, and Juju Smith-Schuster were everywhere. And since then... Juju Smith-Schuster has just kind of showed up on Sunday, done a little dance, got himself in trouble, done a couple TikToks, a few Instagrams, brought his French bulldog out, worn a jersey that had 647 different colors on it, drawn on his shoes with crayons, and made six catches for 66 yards. That's been Juju Smith since 84 left. He's a good dude. He means well. He's starting a clothing line, a car line, a catch line. He's out there doing a chorus line for crying out loud. But, but maybe in the absence of Juju Smith-Schuster, next man up is Mike Tomlin and every other coach on the planet, next man up, okay? Maybe big game James Washington finally steps up to the plate and catches some footballs when it matters most. Because let me tell you something, and every user is going to agree with me on this one, Big game James is more like he's in the game James. He's just there. He's over on the sidelines, twiddling his thumbs, watching uh, watching that new squid game on Netflix on his on his phone when he's on the iPad when he should be looking at rats that he should be running. But maybe, maybe he shows up this week. Devin Bush, his groin still hurts him. Shocker. Apparently. I mean, we got some, I mean, Stefan Tuitt is supposed to return this week. We could we could use Stefan Tuitt, Josh. I don't disagree, Bum. Uh let me let me I, I do want to talk about uh that that Najah Harris this week. Let's just let's I I wanna 
give Najee Harris his due because I've been pretty tough on Najee Harris, and it's it's not all his fault. Obviously, he's a rookie running back, learning the system, learning the speed of the NFL, learning how to bounce back, playing behind a beleaguered offensive line. But Najee Harris, in the first four games, had 185 yards rushing. Not very good. But against Denver, which I was told had a very good defense. So the fact that our O-line showed up and gave him a little bit of room to run, he racked up 122 yards on 23 carries against the Denver Broncos. Okay? They did a better job. He averaged 3.7 yards after contact per attempt with four missed tackles forced on the ground pending final review. Now, he left the game late with a cramp. Uh, but apparently his his injury is general soreness. Josh, he's got general soreness because he's in every friggin' play. They're running that dude into the ground. But apparently, apparently, a legendary Pittsburgh Steeler, one of the legends that is the boss Jerome Bettis, went on a specific radio program, perhaps it was the TV, I don't know, maybe it was an interview with something, and and he said, Najee Harris could be way better than me. Now, that's some hefty words, okay? Because ain't, in the bum's opinion, Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis are the two greatest people to ever run the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there ain't no argument. You can argue Rocky Blyer, Merrill Hodge, Bam Morris, Chris Boom, Antu Mafala, Barry Foster, okay, Cordell Stewart when he was running. Don't don't even start with the slash, because I love the slash. The slash got a bum rap in the city of Pittsburgh, and it's all Bill Carr's fault. But that's another story for another day. Now, if Jerome Bettis is putting that kind of praise on one Najee Harris, Najee, Najee, however we're pronouncing it in the city of Pittsburgh, we ain't pronounced words right since 1884, so I don't know why we'd start nah. But, but, maybe, maybe, in the bum's personal opinion, all of the people ragging on the offensive line, maybe it got in their heads a little. And maybe they got a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they went downtown, okay? They got themselves some Schneider's chips and pretzels, okay? Maybe an Utz or something like that. And they put that right on their shoulder. Because that offensive line played pretty good on Sunday. And we ain't even talked about Ben's little noodle arm. Because I got to tell you. His arm didn't look super noodly on Sunday. It didn't look like a, a piece of al dente pasta, but it did look pretty good. Bummer. I'm going to I'm gonna agree I'm with bum. you. I'm, thank you. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I thought Ben didn't look too bad. Let's, let's just... On, in weeks one through four, on passes of 20-plus yards downfield, Ben, 28%. Week five, 80%. Okay. So Ben didn't have a terrible game. He found some success. He he, you know, there was a couple pass interference calls, but for the most part, that 30-yard ball, it looked pretty on the money. And Chase Claypool had the game of the his season so far. Deontay Johnson continues to grow. I'm really a fan of Deontay Johnson. He always seems to step up when we need him. When that ball's going downfield, you're praying that somebody hits Deontay. 
And he usually comes up with it. He's got a great pair of hands. I would love to see James Washington. I'm going to agree with you on that one, bum. I would love to see James Washington really step into something. I mean, we should, we should, and the thing about receivers in the NFL is there's a ton of good ones. There's only a few great ones. But if we can line the field with some, with five really good receivers, and what about putting in some jumbo packages, bum? Fryermuth, Eric Ebron, that other guy that I never heard of until Sunday. I'm no expert. I'm just saying I, I'd never even heard of him. But let's get those jumbo packages in there. Why aren't we? Why aren't we throwing to like just put every tight end we've got? Give Ben the weapons. Because if he's if he gets a little bit of time, listen, Ben Roethlisberger does not have any mobility. Him having mobility is a joke, Josh. Don't even come at me with that, okay? Don't even come at me with that. He ain't got no mobility. No, I bum. I know he doesn't have mobility. What I'm saying is that when Ben has a more than 0.8 seconds to throw the football, he can still hit a receiver. He had a good game. We let the Broncos back in that game in, in, in classic Pittsburgh form. But I, watching that game, never had a feeling like we were going to lose. You kind of got to give it up for Joe Schobert as well. Schobert had a pretty good game. We picked him up. He's fitting into our system well. He's a great cover linebacker. And I know, and I loved to see when Joe Hayden hugged James Pierre after the game because James Pierre made that game-saving interception and also the game-saving defensive play uh, two plays before that, I believe. It was on the same drive. Um, James Pierre is, you know, he had a really good game. Let's see if he can keep that going. Our secondary is not amazing. Joe Hayden had a great play in the end zone. I really loved that the refs stuffed the flags at the end of the game. Because in in our luck, in most games, Josh, I'm going to tell you. Bum, let me just finish. Josh, uh, let me take this. All right, Bum. Mm-hmm. That entire last drive of the Broncos, okay, I thought the refs were going to throw a flag every single time that quarterback went back to drop pass. Listen, Teddy Bridgewater played an okay game. Till like the late fourth quarter when somehow the Steelers, why do, why do football teams just keep blitzing them? Keep the same defense in there that's been there all game that's kept us to this point so far. Why ain't we just trying to run at him, kill him? Instead, we start dropping back, putting safeties where they don't need to be. Cornerbacks are trying to run all over the field. And Teddy Bridgewater's got all freaking day. A quarterback that is okay. He's okay. He's fine. He's a decent game-managing quarterback, okay? Teddy Bridgewater is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is Kirk Cousins, okay? All them dudes are pretty much the same. They're good enough to get you beat. Just like the Steelers used to have before Big Ben. And don't even get me started about Slash Cordell Stewart. Again, he got a bum rap in the city. I loved Cordell Stewart. Ain't nobody going to tell me no different. But, and I will say this with a big but, okay? Big old, you had too many pierogies on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, wake up, you're a little bloated. You got a big old butt. Had too many Iron Cities at the stands, but. My ex-wife's sister, her butt, okay? With a huge butt, okay? That, had we... 
not come up big on that play with James Pierre and Joe Hayden in the secondary. We're looking at one in four. And then this podcast would be a lot different. But my, I don't disagree with you. Because we we had no we couldn't there's we had no business winning against Cincinnati or Green Bay. We really didn't. The fact that we beat the Buffalo Bills is crazy because the Buffalo Bills look really, really good right now. And if the Steelers can continue to build upon their winning ways from this week, if we can beat the Seahawks, go three and three, then we then Cleveland, okay, then four and three. Cleveland put 42 points up on the board and still lost. So their defense it has some holes that we can we can exploit. Okay. I think that we have the ability to go somewhere. Now, according to my brother, we do not. Some of my cousins still believe they do. I saw them taking some pictures at the tailgate. They all look great in the stadium. They all look fantastic. Okay. But we got to build on this, and we can't keep letting teams get back into games because a better team not being helmed by Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos, okay, who have been a shell of an organization since John Elway took over. I'll be honest with you. John Elway has done okay. He brought in Peyton Manning. They won a Super Bowl since then. I mean, listen, it's the only sport on the planet where one position makes a team. If you do not have a quarterback, you do not have a football team. You can, you can maybe make the playoffs. You can maybe go for 500, but you can't do anything. You can, you can even have, like the Steelers are showing you, a spotty offensive line and still do okay. But if you, if you don't have anybody, look at New York Jets. I mean, poor, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence, I don't know what they're doing in Jacksonville. I mean, that's organizational awfulness. But, boy, would I love to see Trevor Lawrence eventually be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, either just wait. Like, whew, that would be awesome. I don't know, Josh. He's got too long a hair. I don't trust. I don't trust dudes that look that have that nice a hair. His hair is too nice. He goes to Vidal Sassoon. Ain't no quarterback of mine going to be sunshine and remember the Titans. Okay, ain't no quarterback of mine doing that. But, 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 I will say this: he can throw the football. I don't mind. I don't. I yeah. He could do some stuff in Pittsburgh. Got it used to the speed of the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger got that right away. Isaiah's first game as a Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the greatest days of my life. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Bum, you just said we're going to the Super Bowl not 18 minutes ago. Josh, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Okay. I don't come to your house and make fun of your wife's cooking, do I? Actually, uh, bum, you've never been to my house for dinner, and every time I invite you over, you say something. Is your wife making those shells again? It's it's mac and cheese. It's a shells mac. She's not an amazing cook. Doesn't mean you have to insult her every chance you get. Josh, I ain't insulting her. I'm just telling her maybe she wants to go down and get some cooking classes. Bum, I've told you I do the cooking in her house. I'm fine with that. I will make you dinner if you come over. Don't, no, we go over to your house. You're making me drinks, and we're blacking out. Bum. All right. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, here's the thing. I don't want to get my hopes up too much because it is just one win. But the Denver Broncos have been playing very good football. 
So the fact that they came into Pittsburgh, maybe this, maybe this team looked in on themselves. Maybe we have, I don't want to say it was lucky, but maybe, but maybe, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers maybe have an opportunity to build upon this win to do something. Because guess what, T.J. Watt bounced back. He had a good, he had a good game. Cameron Hayward. Two batted passes. I mean, he looked really good. Okay? Listen, I'm not saying that James Pierre is is the end-all, be-all. Because he's not. But he played okay when he needed to. And that is a confidence booster. And if there's anything the defense and the offense needs, it's a confidence booster. We needed that. We needed a confidence-boosting win. And everybody was picking Denver. The spread was against us. All the experts, quote unquote. I don't know how many people on CBS. I mean, by the by by 2030, there's going to be 140 guys on the CBS pregame show. The wide shot for the for the NFL on CBS or the NFL on Fox, the wide shot of all of them at the same table, it's too wide. You can't tell who anybody. Just just I don't I don't need I don't need all of them. On there, just have a couple guys, and then go to some segments, and a couple guys here, and a couple guys there. I don't need seventeen guys trying to bust each other's balls every morning on on Sundays. Give me a few of them, then do some segments here, a segment here, a segment there. Again, ah, it's so many people. It's too many. Josh, all you need in the booth. Is Tony Romo telling you what to do? Now, I didn't like him when he was playing for the Cowboys. I didn't because I don't like any Cowboy. But now, I, t- I listen to Tony Romo more than I ever listen to any priest on uh, St. Thomas More. Okay? I tell you what, if Tony Romo was teaching my kids CCD, I'd be okay with whatever religion he was teaching them. Because he knows what he's talking about. He knows. He knows. Okay, And what Tony Romo is probably saying is, listen, you give the Steelers a little glimmer of hope. You give them, them you, you know, when you rip a T-shirt, you know, you rip a T-shirt like down the bottom, you get one of them little holes in there. Maybe you're smoking a cigarette Friday night outside Donzies and a little ash got on that shirt. Okay. And it, it made a little hole. And then, then you throw it in the wash and then the hole got a little bigger. Okay. And then, uh, and then you, you you stick your finger through it, okay? And then that hole gets a little bit bigger. And then before you know it, your shirt's a rag. It's got holes all over the place. It looks all shabby. You look like a bum going outside, okay? Don't need that. But I'm telling you what, you give the Steelers that little hole in a T-shirt, Cameron Hayward's going to run right through it with T.J. Watt. We're going to rip it right open. Because I'll tell you what, right now, right now, we're two and three. I wouldn't be shocked if in, in five weeks, six weeks, we're seven and three. We could go on a little bit of a run. Because if the Steelers had lost this weekend, you're, you're looking at people walking in the river with cement shoes on on purpose. You go to Dick's, you get a new pair of Adidas or whatever, the cheapest shoes they got on sale, fill it with cement, walk into Monongahela. Because one and four ain't good. But two and three... Listen, three losses a season it do not make, okay? But one in four, now we're talking about some dumb darkness, okay? 
Like Tomlin's got this team together. Now listen, is the Juju injury hurt on offense? Sure it does. Does that mean we don't have somebody on a practice squad that has I've got a fresh body that might be able to step up into the role? Maybe. Maybe James Washington finally gets a little opportunity. Maybe. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Maybe we go into some, some tight ends, some little T.E. streaks. If you've ever played Madden football, you know to play call. Little T.E. streaks across the middle. Pratt Fryermuth. Man, that's a hard word to say. Fryermuth. Fry Pat Fryermuth. Man, his parents, they, that's, that's a hell of a last name. Fryermuth, that sounds, you know what that sounds like? Sounds like a an, an animal you see down a zoo. Oh, you've never seen a Fryermuth. Yeah, it's got horns and big hooves, and it's brown. It's a Fryermuth. We, we, we captured it in Africa, brought it to Pittsburgh. If you get all, a bunch of fryer moose together, look out. And things are going to come at you and stab you with their horns on their head. Okay. But Pat Fryermuth, like, let's get him involved. Eric Ebron finally caught a pass. Do you don't think that Eric, that Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, and I, dude, like, let's do some stuff with the tight end. Bum, I said it before. I'll say it again. I, I agree with you. Get the tight ends more involved. And get the defense. Let's just blitz Geno Smith every down. It's prime time. Mike Tomlin doesn't not show up in prime time. And I don't care if G- if if Geno Smith gets practicing all week. There is there is only one Russell Wilson, okay? And Russell Wilson being hurt is devastating to the Seattle Seahawks, okay? Flock of seagulls over there. That Pittsburgh defense jumping at the bit to get to Geno Smith. Geno Smith was good in college. He was drafted number one by the Jets. I didn't even know he was still in the league until Russell Wilson went down. And if you knew he was still in the league, you pay way better attention to it than I do. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, we do not know the results of the Penguins' home opener, well, season opener, Hockey is back on ESPN. That's a big deal. We play the Stanley Cup winning, defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, And listen. If we beat them, and the hockey season is a very long season. Okay? We're playing in Tampa. They're probably going to, like, hang their banner and get their rings and put that whole rigmarole on there, okay? Uh, Cross is out. Sid's out. They're not going to rush him back just to hurt him. It's a long, long season. And, of course, Malkin's hurt. Malkin's going to be hurt forever. We, this, this Pittsburgh Penguins team is a shell of what they were when they won back-to-back cups. Let's, all things equal. I mean, we, we, we have snuck into play, the playoffs the last few seasons, got ousted in the first round. It's been tough. We still have top five greatest hockey players in the league on our team, but he is getting older. Uh, what is he, 34 now? Yeah. Okay. So 34 in hockey years is, is up there. It is up there. 
We're, he's never not going to play for the Penguins, so don't worry about it. Josh, if he ever left the Penguins, they'd burn down PPG Paints Arena in front of people, and Jean-Claude Van Damme would fall out of the sky in a helicopter. Ooh, good sudden death reference there, bum. It's the a best bum. movie ever made. Don't even tell me any difference. Here's the top three movies ever made. Striking Distance with Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker. Sudden Death. That was the Sudden Death soundtrack in the bathroom, in the background, wherever. Okay? Bruce Willis and Striking Distance. Van Damme in Sudden Death. And, of course, the third best movie ever made is All the Right Moves, starring Tom Cruise and Leah Thompson. Takes place in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. Those are the three best movies ever made. There ain't no argument. Don't come at me, Rotten Tomatoes. You just don't know nothing. The only place Rotten Tomatoes goes is out in the trash. You put the good tomatoes in a sauce on Sunday. Everybody knows that. What I'm saying is, listen, this could be a real creative year for general manager Ron Hextall and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It could be a real interesting year for Coach Mike Sullivan and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay? Because here's the thing. We're old, but we still got talent and we still got confidence. And that's the most important part. We got talent and we got confidence. This could be the year. Do we send Sidney Crosby out with a Stanley Cup? I mean, I don't know how many years he's got left on his contract, but do we get him one more cup before the kid takes his swan song journey out into the sunset? Do we tell Sidney Crosby one last time, Sid, we love you, bud. Thank you so much for three Stanley Cups. Back-to-back years at a Pittsburgh Penguins parades. When we were young, when Sidney Crosby was just a kid out there, skating around, kissing a giant piece of silver on top of his head that weighs 35 pounds, beating the Red Wings and the Sharks and the Predators. Do we send Sidney Crosby out with one more Stanley Cup? Can the black and gold Pittsburgh Penguins put it together one more time? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to be glued to my TV watching it. Because the Pittsburgh Penguins always got a hope, a chance, and a dream. And at the end of the day, at least we don't live down in Tampa. At least we don't live in Philadelphia. Okay? Sid, we believe in you. If this is my plea to one Sidney Anthony Crosby, Sidney Ignatius Aloysius Plywood Stringer Crosby, Sidney Antonio Frangelico Crosby, Sidney. Frederick, Eleanor, Lenore, Crosby. This is my plea to you, sir, and I will take this to my grave. You bring us one more cup, you ascend to God's status. You bring us one more Stanley Cup, you bring us one more trot around the ice, kissing that giant piece of silver lined with people's name from years gone by. You bring us one more of those, you get yourself a statue at the airport, you get yourself a statue outside PPG Paints, and you get yourself a statue everywhere in a city. 
90% of kids will be named Sydney, boy and girl. You get us one more cup. Hockey jersey sales through the roof. You telling me I would I would guarantee you they would build a Sidney Crosby statue so big they would put it in the middle of the Allegheny River and boats would have to go around the great Sidney Crosby. Okay? Barges, boats, everything in between. The statue would be so big it would look like one of them giant Roman soldiers they showed you in the gates at the beginning of Gladiator. Or like one of them big giant things in uh, Game of Thrones. My son made me watch that show. I don't get it, but the dragons were cool. Sidney Crosby ascends to a deity if he brings us what's one more cup, one more late spring, early summer run into the history books. It all starts Tuesday, October 11th. Sorry. Excuse me, Tuesday, October 12th. I dropped my phone. That's my bad. Tuesday, October 12th. Is this the beginning of another Stanley Cup run for the Pittsburgh Penguins? The men in black and yellow? They say Penguins wear tuxedos all the time. You know why you wear a tuxedo? To celebrate victories. And this could be the greatest season in the history of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you know why? Yeah, it's a little bit because of Sidney Crosby, maybe a lot because of Sidney Crosby, but it also could be the year that everybody's dotting us. You put some dot in the mind of a penguin and watch him take over the iceberg. Penguins living in Antarctica or the Arctic Circle, wherever they put penguins, I ain't no zoologist. All I know is that the Pittsburgh Penguins are a fierce bird, a fierce flightless bird with sticks and gloves and skates. Penguins ain't scared of nobody, especially no flyers. Ain't no scared of no islanders. Ain't scared of no rangers. Devils, give me a break. The New Jersey, get out of town. Pittsburgh Penguins this year, you're putting it right on a platter. The bum is calling it right now. Pittsburgh Penguins, Stanley Cup champions. We just got to get a goalie, another defenseman, maybe a big guy, a couple scores. A lot of season to go. We got, we've got. we always had good general managers making plays for big-time guys. Okay? Anything is possible when you put them metal skates on that frozen piece of ice. Josh, won't you take them home? Thanks, bum. I loved your monologue about bum. the penguins. I, was, I brought a tear to my eye. Brought a tear to my eye. And I can just envision that giant Sidney Crosby Beautiful statue in the middle of the Allegheny River. Ooh, that would be a beautiful statue. I know, Josh. I ain't no artist, but I can envision a statue. I, let's see what happens this week with, with the Penguins, but also let's see what happens this week in Seattle on a Sunday. Okay, let's see if the offensive line can back-to-back games, building a foundation upon large feet, big legs, and powerful arms. Let's see if Najee Harris can stay healthy. Let's see if Ben can keep it going. Let's see if let's see if these injuries do not create a maelstrom, an upswelling, a ground swelling of passion, dedication, and the possibility of winning another Super Bowl. It's always 
possible in the city of Pittsburgh. I always say stay negative, Josh, because you never know. But sometimes a little bit of positivity creeps into my brain. And when that happens, anything can happen, okay? Let me tell you a quick story. 1987. A girl by the name of Ashley Von Trusters went to my high school. Okay, couple years out of high school, didn't really college, didn't really work out for me that well. I'm just working construction, figuring it out. I see Ashley down the old Chauncey's in Station Square. She sees me and I see her. And I say, you know what, bum? Maybe this is your chance. Maybe this is your night. I walked over to Ashley. I brought her a cold Iron City beer like a classy gentleman would do. And let me tell you something. That night, her and I laughed. We shared many a memory. We also sharpened to share a bed together. That night, I never heard back from her the next day. I also had a raging hangover. But I'll tell you what. In one great night... Everybody that dotted the chance that the bum could be with one of the most beautiful women in the history of West Mifflin High School, okay? All those daughters were silenced. And all you daughters, you 947 people on CBS NFL, the 2,000 people that, that somehow work at Fox NFL, the 664,641 people that work at the NFL Network, the 300 people to sit around a circular table every day at ESPN. All of them right now are daughters. They dot the Pittsburgh Steelers and they dot the Pittsburgh Penguins. They dot the entire city of Pittsburgh. But the last time anybody ever dotted us, we stepped up. That's right. Just like me at a Chauncey's on a Friday night in 1987, the daughters were out there. But you silence those daughters with effort. Love, honesty, passion, skill level, pierogies, permani sandwiches, little bit of sweat, Iron City beer, and faith in your own talent. Ben Roethlisberger, get under center and start throwing footballs. Sidney Crosby, lead these men to the promised land. This is Pittsburgh Sports. Bum, I thought I was going to do it. Oh, red. Sorry, Josh, that's, that's my bad. This has been Pittsburgh Sports and at. I'm your host, Josh McCuga, here every single Wednesday, 3 p.m. With my co-host, The Bum. A bum. He's a good guy. He's got some passion. I've got some passion. Coming off, listen, we're 1-0. Starting from here on out, we're 1-0. Let's, let's take on the Seattle Seahawks each week. Get better and better. We'll see you guys next week. Until the next time, remember... Bleeding black and yellow is not a health issue. It just means you're from Pittsburgh.